0: Sister I find you, and the shoes and moving, are great, and being a nerd, this time just comes everywhere you go.
1: Beep beep boop 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 beep
0: Robot. There we go. That's very that on theme. theme. I like it. <laughs> Robot. You could do Mister Roboto, but that would probably yeah. be copyright. We get flagged, wouldn't we? Never yeah, mind. we
1: don't want to. We don't want to get flagged for uh, the 1,100,000 instances of Mister Roboto that's be we played. Welcome back to the Smallfires Podcast. How are you, PJ?
0: I'm doing all right, man. I got a fence being built in the background, so I apologize if you hear any sound.
1: Oh, oh man! Like we, we should. Definitely have a episode about building fences, pouring concrete, working with our hands, touching grass.
0: Man, I, uh, I, I, yeah. So I decided after building a fence that, uh, wasn't going to do it again, uh, for a while at least. So, so I am, I am excited that someone else is doing it this time.
1: You know, all great design leaders learn from past projects and retro and we retroed this i think on the podcast about if if i were to build a fence again i would probably hire someone hire a professional
0: yeah i i would love to do it it's just f- the f- man it is it is a it's a wild time right now and there's the thought of of building a fence um at this juncture in my life is not quite there but i enjoyed it for what it's worth i enjoyed building the fence
1: i wonder if there's any way to automate it PJ.
0: Oh, well, funny you mentioned that. Let's um do tell, do tell.
1: So today we're talking about AI, uh, also known as uh Alan Iverson from (laughs) the Oz. But AI seems to be one of the things that have been popping off on design Twitter, that and file hygiene, which we'd like to touch on, or I would like to touch on personally again. You had uh, expressed interest in going a little deeper onto talking about AI. Um, and there's also a, uh, our friend of the program, uh, Sylvia, is doing a workshop uh, next week. Uh, so by the time this airs, I think I believe that's going to be February 28th at uh, time zone specific. I think it's 9 a.m. Pacific time. So uh, we'll try to include the link in our show notes or uh, on, on Twitter but it seems like automation of design systems is definitely a thing that people are very interested in talking about. So yeah, I wanted to understand PJ since you have uh, a better frame of mind around this stuff, uh, what your idea of automation means for us.
0: I don't know if it's a better frame of mind, but I have been, we have, (laughs) we have been thinking about it. Um, we were, one of the ideas we had been slinging around, um, for 2023 that, that, promptly got kneecap due to waning resources was to start leveraging, uh, GPT in, uh, for things like documentation or assisting writing, uh, within designs. So specifically taking, uh, training an AI model on, uh, our writing standards and then developing a, a data set of examples and then using that as a way to, Start with just vetting our own documentation. Our documentation is all over the place in terms of quality, depending on who writes it. So, if someone like I, like me, if I write it, it's going to be crap. Uh, if someone else writes it, it's going to be a higher level of quality. But because you have so many people contributing um, documentation, there's differences in tone. There's differences in writing style, and that uh, you know spread across multiple. Many, many, many pages starts to create comprehension issues. So, what we wanted to do is to begin um, leveraging lightly leveraging AI to to create more continuity within our documentation, so that there's universal language. Um, it's it's using our own content standards, so we're drinking our own Kool Aid, but doing it in a way to where it could actually get done. Because I think uh, it would be at the height of comedy if I asked for um, a, a, a content designer to just focus on copywriting or, or documentation. I just, the that would never get through, uh, budgetary discussions. So yeah, that's, that's where we've been starting.
1: Yeah. It's an interesting one. Cause I think the specifically, um, we might say technical writing or content design or copywriting, but it seems like the types of Content design and copy that we need is extremely specific, especially if it's design system documentation. So it might be a matter of training based on if I create these artifacts, can you output copy that is descriptive enough to this um, dis- describe or discern what is uh, this thinking about like the best practices part of like a, a detail page? This is what you should do this is what you should not do. Uh, How do you train something like this to output based on something that is visually uh, based? Yeah.
0: Well, and so I'm going to sound like the Luddite here. So first off, I will drive a self-driving car on half past never. I have no interest in uh, involving AI into what I consider to be uh, things that should be human driven. So from my perspective, it was not, none of this was, None of this direction through, uh, you know, this this interest in AI was around having, you know, a learning model write best practices. It was more about copywriting and tuning it so that it's more precise and more consistent in terms of the language. It'll be a, a you know a hot day or a cold day in hell before. We have AI writing best practices and usage guidelines for our components just willy-nilly. Like, oh, go go ahead. Just like, <laughs> go write how you're supposed to use this component. I am a firm believer that there needs to be a human being that is making a very intentional decision as to what that component is for and and how to best use it. But that language needs to be precise. And that's where things can get a little squirrely because most of us within the team are not trained writers. I can write but it has to be a very specific type of writing and that specificity is has nothing to do with being accurate or precise or technical it's just snarky and casual ramped up to 11 and that's horrible for documentation so if I could write you know subpar grammar and have ai improve it so that it so that it, it's up to a quality bar of like a 7th grader that would be amazing because it just saves me a ton of time and i can and i can and i can accomplish things much more effectively than trying to pretend that i know how to write
1: yeah i was thinking maybe the other way around so given our teams are constrained we may have unfortunately content designers that have been on our team that may have been moved along can we use something like ChatGPT to help us create a baseline just based on um, this is a a template of how this component should be documented and then flip side on what you were suggesting, then we would take it from there and refine the first pass.
0: I think it would be interesting to try both. That scares the bejesus out of me because so much of the best practices and usage guidelines is the why, the why why are you saying I can't do that? And, and I'm, and I'm just not ready to take the leap of having, uh, a, a learning model provide the rationale for using component that they didn't even, that they, it's not a, that, <laughs> that wasn't designed. Yeah.
1: That's the right, that, that is the right way. That is the proper way to express
0: is, oh, geez. It's, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, it's a computer it wasn't designed by AI, it was designed by a person and that person is going to have opinions as to how it should be used. And so I think they need to be the person that is driving the usage guidelines of that thing. But this is, I mean, this is welcome to the new world, baby. This is, this is going to be in our life, whether we like it or not. And we're going to have to figure out how to make this work for, you know, for our teams.
1: Yeah. I don't see any, Problem with the the idea of of this and creating systems for more things, right? That that's a question that we've been asked quite a bit. Uh, Batsi, who interviewed me for his interview series, had asked me like, where do I like to see design systems go? Can I see design systems uh, in the real world? And I think it's an idea of creating systems for things that uh, may be replicated re- repeatedly. So. Yeah. I see a lot of this outside of just like the copywriting and you we've talked about this on the podcast, like how can we automate simple things like uh, file hygiene? How can we automate things like linting and doing that in a more effective process? We talked about the, the article that you, you were involved in in terms of just pulling, pulling data about design systems. How can we automate Generation of data on a consistent basis, whether that's like seven days, 30 days, however, there's there's lots of different outcomes like newsletters. How can we automate a newsletter to output this, uh, these sort of release notes and that sort of thing.
0: So so one clarification, I had nothing to do with that article. That was all Ravi. Uh, I gotta, I gotta give credit where credit's due. Um, that was all, that was all Ravi on our team that, that wrote the article on, um, design adoption. You should totally go read it. It was really good. Yeah. I, I the thing that I'm, I'm, I think all those things sound great. I think that th- in theory, I, the reason why I'm a little nervous about all this stuff is that one pattern I've seen among, not everyone, but it's, relatively common within the industry. If the if there's ever an opportunity for us to shut our brains off, um, that opportunity is taken at at warp speed. And Lord, if if AI is not an opportunity for people to take to take a break and to turn their brains off. And that's my fear is that someone is going to see that a huge quantity of content can be created in a in a fraction of a time. And that you know that number is going to look really enticing, and they're going to think, "Wow, we don't we don't need to do all this stuff when we can have AI just do it for us." The the quality of that will be highly suspect. We've heard hilarious stories about AI pumping out content that was factually incorrect, just a jumbled up mess when you when you scratch beneath the surface. And so much of a design system is articulating the why behind every single reason and having that elegantly connect with everything else within the system to make sense and that's where i think ai is going to fall flat on its ass and i fear that folks are just going to adopt this saying like oh i didn't have to do all that stuff that's great but the but the 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 gestalt of of the output of those things unless unless i'm way off which lord knows i am all the time i think is going to be a mess
1: it's scary, right? So it's it's scary, like you said, to rely on a machine to create documentation for us. I, I don't think it's that scary. It's a, if you're if you're setting up your components the right way, and there's props that showcase like what what you can do. Um, I think the having having ai help with creating the first pass i think is is great and i think it's is also a good learning mechanism to understand how things may be built and how engineers make decisions a certain way so oddly enough i think it 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 is a little bit of an exercise in empathy and creates a different point of view of how someone else may may do something now some of the production based tasks and we talk we talk about that bad word production that some design system maintainers may do i think it may simplify things which may eliminate the need to do certain things like uh, creating redline specs for instance like that could be automated nathan curtis created a tool that does specking of figma components and templates and such and I think there should be more stuff done in the tooling space, whether that's based out of figma or based out of code the codebase itself. Um, being able to extract things and explain those things <laughs> in an automated process. I say things because it could be it could be design artifacts, it could be code, it could be JSON files, it could be data, right
0: I well yeah, so I think anything that's that's repeatable all for it all for, you know, something like AI, uh, naming layers, sorting layers, grouping things together, cleaning up a file. Great. Go, go have fun. AI, go live your best life or not life. And that's where I'd love to see it. It remain. And, and anything that's, you know, the equivalent of driving a car, uh, you know, I think that's where things get a little bit more gnarly. I think another area that could be really valuable is for support. Um, where you know it's a free form task text someone asks a question on how to use a button and they don't want to comb through the documentation and and that could be a first a good first stop if there's a high level of confidence on the on the accuracy of the answer. The thing where I get a little nervous is you know what what I kind of spoke about is that a i can say things with you know and there's perhaps an you a uh a bias or like, Oh, it's AI. Like, you know, it's speaking so confidently it, it must, it must be right. Um, and people may not, it may not be right. And so as a support mechanism. What's the frequency where the responses and the, and the feedback is just, <laughs> it's just wrong. It's just, it's just borked. So I think that's the thing that we'll have to do some betting on is, is what level of confidence do we have in the responses and, how squishy can what how squishy of problems can it tackle and that's where i get a little uh just skeptical about it right
1: now our our team does a design on call where we rotate product designers on the team to be the the first point of contact for any sort of questions in our support group and someone had a question about our input component if we could just note more information this is the documentation page this is the code tab for the the input input component and try to automate that stuff and it would be a great help there as like a first pass i know that you know over time in the past few years there's been a a resistance to things like chatbots and and losing the touch of speaking to someone on a human basis but as our systems scale and more people use them i think there needs to be uh but the, for the need for help and supporting us as maintainers.
0: Yeah. I think, I'm not sure if this is using my actual mic. Um, I'm a little, it is, I hear you. Oh, it yeah. is. Okay. Beautiful. Cool. Um, awesome. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so I think it's, it's a perfect example. It's better than nothing. If, if folks aren't available to support, it's better than getting the dial tone uh which is great and that you know could free up cycles for for team members to focus on on the work. So in some regards I think that's great. The challenge is that a lot of the times when folks ask questions we're able team members are able to take that next leap of okay, it seems like folks aren't understanding our documentation or it seems like there's a gap in the system or the things that we've made aren't working for them. There's all the the derivative conclusions and insights that come from those touch points. That unless you are going back and and looking at those questions, you're missing out on all those on all that evidence gathering through through support.
1: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The just the follow up, right? Like the more of like the deeper dive. But for instance, if you ask about a component, part of my answer is going to be have you tried using this version? I go and read the documentation myself. I copy and paste a link to it. I paste it in. Now let's say I have to do that four or five times a day for over the course of a week.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Can't, isn't there an easier way to do this that uh, would require me just doing more of a follow up? Like, do you need more help? Okay. All right. Then you could tap us on the shoulder and then we'll come in and do our thing.
0: I just I just is this basically the equivalent of uh, the call center?
1: Oh, yeah. The, this is the design system <laughs> phone, right? So, like, we're going to send oh, them my through God.
0: Uh, receptionist, receptionist, receptionist. You just keep saying receptionist until you get a human being.
1: Have you opened Figma? <laughs> is Gestalt or Geodesic turned on in the assets panel? <laughs>
0: have you oh my god uh, see see this is where this is this this is my nightmare this is exactly my nightmare of how like it just it is it clearly it improves efficiency for for a team and that's where the that's where the decision stops and you add things like AI and it just becomes a nightmare for everyone else that's that's utilizing it and that's my fear is that it's just a blind a blind march towards these tools and it's just is the output better who knows but at least you know it costs us less that's what i'm afraid of
1: yeah i, I try to put myself in the product designer point of view because i haven't been a design system maintainer forever obviously at disney i was a product designer and was a part of a team that created the design system but anywho we had to utilize our artifacts to create Screens and I think sometimes there is a, a need for a little bit more guidance either in the tour and documentation. So uh, when I say needs a little more guidance, it may be that something like auto layout may be a little confusing, and may be that because things are named the same across platform, you could be designing a web screen, but maybe you pulled a iOS component on accident, right? So there's many different. Ways I think that we could lint this stuff and have automation inside the tool to detect these things while you're, while you're working. It's like, did you mean right? It's 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 a lot of this stuff is very ever present in uh, voice UI, right? Like when, when you're talking to your 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 favorite friend, Siri or Alexa or I don't know Google's name, but Google. I don't know,
0: Gail. <laughs> yeah I, I I don't know that because I don't use them but I know what you're saying
1: yeah those I think those uh, types of automation are very trained to ask you uh, and drill down and ask you follow-up questions so we joke about the design system phone tree and really trying to avoid answering your questions at all costs even though you say operator operator zero 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 zero,
0: zero. <laughs> <laughs> There's just there's nothing there's nothing more dehumanizing than knowing that you just need to talk to someone and having to jump through a series of hoops to get to that to get to that point. So that's why I love the idea of focusing this work on on the more lower level just behind the scenes work. To clean things up. And I don't even know if AI is necessary because we're, our team is building some of those linting tools and they're, you know, it's, it's a, it's a check for something. So I don't even think you need AI, but there could be opportunities to evaluate designs that are a little bit more, um, subjective. And I don't know, I don't know if, if something like uh, a learning, like some sort of learning model can help with that, but it would be interesting.
1: Yeah, I I sort of tie this to like the automation and AI thing together. Sort of like sweet potatoes and yams.
0: I don't know what the What all right, all right. This is this is the most important question of the day. What is the difference I between can, a sweet potato I and a an yam? Because I have no idea. <laughs> hold, on, hold on. Hold on. This is this is important. This is important. You can sweet potato versus yam. All right. All right. We're gonna find this out. We're gonna find this out. Uh yams have rough, dark brown skin. That is often compared to tree bark. Sweet potatoes have smooth reddish skin. What the that doesn't mean anything. Is that it? Just the just the skin? So perfect
1: All right. perfect analogy because I think those two go hand in hand. So like when I think about things like AI, I think there is the deep fear of just robots doing things like on their own, you know, with their own autonomy. Uh, I also think of the flip side of automation and building tools to do things that are more laborious. Like we mentioned, linting. Uh, our linting mechanism is this a plugin called Quality Check that does accessibility linting, uh, style linting, that sort of thing. I'm super interested in just um, knowing and and looking at Figma as a web based tool there's way more that we could be doing and reading your article or Robbie's article, not your article. PJ had nothing, PJ had nothing to do with this, this article,
0: not my article. Zero. I
1: think that the rest API that Figma provides should better, should be better exposed uh, in in the interface. And, uh, but I think that there could be more, there could be more guidance with, data inside, inside the tool to help design system maintainers make better informed decisions.
0: Yeah. I, I personally, um, I would prefer, I, I kind I kind of think of it like, uh, in sci-fi movies. I like the direction of say like alien where Ripley is in control of this awesome robot, uh, that's helping her lift really big things, but she is very much in control versus like, what is that? Um, Hal from, uh, 2001. Like I can't do that. I don't like that. (laughs) I'd much rather have, uh, the tools and, 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 and technologies that we're using help us help human beings do the work faster, but they're, they're clearly in control of every single decision being made versus just handing off a lot of the work to an AI, which may or may not make sound decisions. Um, so that's how we're currently thinking of our um, of our automation and even in a way how we're thinking about um, leveraging AI which is it's to help to help improve someone's writing that they've already done as opposed to writing the entire thing and then we then we look at it and decide whether we whether we want to use it or not
1: Yeah, we joked about the idea that we're creating a new tool called Zigma right where we're gonna just verbally dictate that we need to build an app component that has a left hand logo and menu items, home, PJ's house, Davy's house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's already happening. You're seeing like if you if you spend a millisecond on LinkedIn, you see all these new tools which are like design the thing with natural language. And just
1: okay. It's great. Now it doesn't need to be okay quite like that where it needs to be verbal, but I could imagine a state where we write some light, I'm using quotations, some light product documentation, describe what we may need, maybe call on component names. So I'm i am in my mind, I'm speaking about something that seems like it's totally realistic since we do have all this data. Uh, call on different component names and it could compile a uh, Basic layout for us in in the tool. I, I think that's totally possible. And one thing that is pretty exciting from from our end is my team at Meta is going to be doing a a sprint based on how we could leverage things like automation and AI um, for our specific uh, business design system. And I'm going to have them listen to our podcast. So Cobra, Michael Cobra, if if you or your wife are listening to this podcast. Thumbs up. This will be good ammunition for our sprints.
0: I'm going to, well, I feel like we've already contributed a ton because already when you go into that sprint, you're going to know the difference between a sweet potato and a yam. So you're way ahead. You're ra- way ahead. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome. I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. I am skeptical at best of using, utilizing AI to design you know, as, as the designer, uh, of an interface, I could be wildly wrong. Um, but um, part of me thinks that you're just going to be, you're just going to be offsetting that you're going to be robbing Peter to pay Paul. You're going to have to have a designer that goes and looks at that thing and says, well, that's, that doesn't make any sense. Now you're cleaning up something, which is probably going to take as much work as just doing it from the get go.
1: That's true. Like it, thinking about it from like a product designer's point of view like are they going to want to dictate or write certain commands to create a UI using our design system we have enough trouble getting people to use the system correctly they 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 want to go off and make something that is specifically unique to the feature that they're working on right
0: yeah my nightmare is getting a question of I can't figure out how to write something in a way to where the AI can actually design what I'm looking for. (laughs) Just design the damn thing. Like, this is why you're here. And that's what my fear is, is that I think a lot of the, a lot, the ability to make low level decisions to form an interface, help you make better strategic decisions down the road. And so I think those, those, I think those decisions are important to become a, a more fleshed out designer and make better strategic design decisions. And if you just offset all of that uh, and and uh, in, in, in offload it to some tool, I I am not convinced it's going to lead to better outcomes. It'll lead to faster outcomes, no doubt, but I don't know uh, or at least faster initial outcomes, but I don't know if it's going to lead to better outcomes.
1: Yeah. Funny thing has happened. I heard children in the background and I was wondering, is that PJ's children or is that my children? It's mine.
0: Yeah. 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 So, so we got a dog, um, and my girls are very good about, about taking care of the dog, but there's a point where like, I'm done with this shit. And that when they're done with this shit, they always like, all right, dad, she's your dog. (laughs) You take care of her now. And so that was what happened. Yeah,
1: Maybe that's like a good analogy for like, I'm just creating components. I need to create the documentation. I hit a certain point where I'm like, I'm done with this shit. I don't want to write out these, this documentation. I don't want to have to, why do I have to manually write out my properties and my values and copy and paste them or write, create a table, write them out lay it out, make sure it looks fine, put visual examples on my doc site. That seems just like a a fool's errand at this point.
0: Yeah. And I think that's where I'm interested in. It's just the like, this is just absolute menial, no menial work that has, that provides no, um, there's no critical thinking involved. That to me is like the sweet spot for some of these tools that I'd love to see more work in.
1: Yeah, it's it's really like I need this to be moved from point A to point B.
0: Yeah, yeah. Everything like everything that's f- like five pixels space needs to be eight pixels space or whatever.
1: I'm gonna Postmates. I'm a Postmates. This that's what I'm gonna try to. What was that? Thumbtack. <laughs> thumbtack is the one that would do this. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's like a design yeah. systems Thumbtack
0: there's like fiverr there's fiverr is it fiverr i don't know i've never used it
1: fiverr is like if we need a, if if we need a, a shitty logo for the podcast we hit up fiverr
0: that those man those those businesses got to be sweating it uh because i i have a feeling that's the kind of stuff that'll get ai'd into oblivion yeah
1: but yeah i think some some of these i'm certain given the fact that the most popular tool right now being Figma is a web-based tool. There's certainly folks that are trying to build on top of this and creating this into a service. Um, I It would behoove me if someone like the documentation services or design token services that integrate aren't thinking about this too. And, and that's exciting because like if this could save us dozens of hours of time for, for us and it's something that we could continually... Uh, utilize to create updated documentation. I think that we could get teams uh, and we could get budget to save save time and money and utilize these services.
0: Yeah, yeah we're gonna if if things settle simmer down a little bit in this year, we're gonna we're gonna dip our toe in it uh, so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of uh, of that little exploration.
1: Yeah, that's a funny like segue into just uh, so we have a a design. We have a design tooling team. It's like a design infrastructure team. I think some of the stuff that you're you're doing is covered by that team. And I think as an extension of design systems, I'm very interested in that sort of stuff. So I, I would like to work with that team at Meta to really try to figure out how we could leverage them to make our system better and more obviously more efficient. And yeah. I'm, I'm using air quotes again work smarter not harder
0: (laughs) yeah we're i'm hoping that in the next three to four months we'll have some fun things to share in that in that space so you know might be a, a future episode
1: yeah and if you have an open source tool where you don't store data
0: i would love to try it out yeah we're um we should talk. It might be. It might be something we do in the in the in the nearish future.
1: Or well, thank you, PJ, uh, for another spirited discussion. Uh, hopefully, I'll still be talking to you as a human being for the next cabillion like, episodes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you never know, man. It might be uh, AI Davy talking to AI PJ. <laughs> Jeez, what a what a. F- weird fucking world we live in
1: that reminds me i have to watch westworld i didn't watch the last season
0: oh i i haven't i i've seen that it's a show uh past that i know nothing about it but i'm assuming given the theme of this podcast it's about uh ai you should
1: you should you should check it out and see how dark this this line of thinking could go and how far Oh,
0: I bet it gets pretty dark. Yeah. Well, thank you. Have a good one. Thank you.